The Upside of Irrationality by Don Ariely. Summary from 4-Minute Books, written by Nicholas Gouquet and read by Craig Trailer. One-sentence summary. The upside of irrationality shows you the many ways in which you can act irrational while thinking what you're doing makes perfect sense, and how this irrational behaviour can actually be beneficial as long as you use it the right way. Favourite quote from author. We are all susceptible to a formidable array of decision biases. There are more of them than we realise, and they come to visit us more often than we'd like to admit. Dan Ariely is like a bias-sniffing dog, uncovering psychological fallacies in our minds and then helping us understanding them in plain English. Much of this research is based on how we can defeat or use the irrational behaviours in our favour, the upside of irrationality being no exception. Sometimes, being irrational has its advantages. For example, when it comes to giving to charity or online dating, where logic doesn't get us and our causes very far. In an optimised world, trying to make 100% rational decisions all the time seems tempting, and most people would probably adapt to a robot-like decision-making ability in our heartbeat, if they could. Dan argues that this isn't the best solution, for more of what makes us irrational is also what makes us human and allows us to connect with one another. Here are three lessons to show you being irrational ain't so bad sometimes. 1. You overvalue whatever you create yourself. 2. Pictures and checklists aren't enough to make an online dating successful. And 3. 3. Self-herding could ruin your habits in the long run. So, are you ready to embrace your irrational side? If not, you're about to. Lesson 1. Creative bias makes you overvalue your work. In the 1940s and 50s, processed food was on the rise, thanks to a colour TV and clever marketing. One of the first products to hit the shelves was the Pillsbury Cake Mix. Baking a cake was now as easy as washing hands. Mums could just add water to the powder mix, pour it in a tray and pop it in the oven. The only problem was that women weren't telling their friends about this awesome time saver and sales were flat at first. But why? Baking a cake had become too easy. It wasn't an achievement worth talking about. It felt almost like cheating, so women would rather not tell their friends. Until Pillsbury changed one thing. They removed the dry eggs from the mix and told housewives to add one fresh egg themselves. Sales went through the roof. All of a sudden, the cake felt enough like a creation of their own hands, so women could pass it as a variable achievement in front of their friends and family. This is called creator's bias, and it shows us just how much you're overvaluing your own work, especially compared to others. Simply, because of the effort you put into something, you think it's worth a lot more, and usually a lot more than what other people do. Note, this is the bias big brands play on when they let you customise your shoes, shot glasses or car. It only works when you can complete your efforts though. A girl or guy who teases you a little before agreeing to a date is sexy and desirable, but if she or he rejects you too much, you'll lose interest. 
Lesson 2. Online dating doesn't work because checklists aren't how we evaluate partners. Young people in my age group, I'm 25, let's say the age between 18 to 29, are more single than ever. In 2014, 64% of these young people confirmed they are single. Why? Well, given so many career options, most of us have become the Da Vinci people, jumping from one thing to the next, whether that's schools, jobs, or just side projects, which often coincide with moving to another location. But if you never settle, it's almost impossible to develop a solid circle of long-term friends and even harder to find the right partner in or next to that circle. For example, I've lived in four different places in the past five years and moved a total of nine times. Just spelling out makes me think I'm insane. The market for online dating is therefore bigger than ever. Young people are tech savvy and the platforms grow and grow, but their results suck. When Dan looked at the data, he saw that 90% of all time online platforms is spent looking at profiles and messaging with potential partners. Only 10% of that is actually spent face-to-face. You know, meeting people. But checking boxes on hobbies, zodiac signs, annual income and profile pictures isn't how we evaluate people. Love is the most irrational thing in the world. You'll never feel that spark as she giggles and see your dimples for the first time, and the chills down your spine when he sits on your bed and sings for you without, well, meeting. Lesson 3. Avoid the short-term outbursts now, to steer clear of the long-term bad habits later. Do you curse a lot while driving? My sister does, and it's hilarious. Sadly, it might lead to a lot more cursing down the road. Pun intended. There is a phenomenon called self-herding, which indicates you look to your past self's behaviour in order to determine what to do in a particular situation. Case in point, when the car in front of you cuts you off, your brain instinctively recalls how you reacted the last time this happened. If giving the finger is the answer, you'll find your window roll down faster than you can say jackass. If giving the finger is the answer, You'll find yourself rolling down the window faster than you can shout jackass. What your brain forgets, though, is how you felt after reacting to the last time. Chances are you felt bad for flipping off a random person and didn't want to do it again. But since it's hard to remember how you felt yesterday at 2pm, let alone the last time this happened in traffic, there's nothing to prevent you from indulging in this bad behaviour again. Therefore. Short-term emotional outbursts have a much bigger long-term effect than you think. So be aware of them and you'll spare yourself plenty of bad habits. The Upside of Irrationality Review I could have easily doubled all these lessons in length, simply because there are still so many examples and good points to cover. And I'm only touching on a small portion of the upside of irrationality in this summary. Just get it. What else can you learn from the blinks? 1. Why CEOs with million-dollar bonuses don't have the dream lives you'd think they have. 2. What Karl Marx knew about motivation at work. 3. How adaptability works and why it's important filter.
Four, what you usually do if a hot date shoots you down and why. And five, how the identifiable victim effect ruins your empathy. Who would I recommend the upside of irrationality summary to? The 18-year-old who's about to give up on becoming a writer after his first two blog posts tanked. The 27-year-old who can't seem to find online dating working in her favour. And anyone who curses at the other drivers in traffic regularly. <laughs>